What's good, U of M? It's your boy, Professor Brendan, here with Professor Tino. What's good, E? Welcome to Lecture 2 of AMSU 1020. Uh, just something I want to get out of the way right off the bat. Yes, I know I screwed up the interview last episode. <laughs> I was facing towards Jalene instead of into the mic when I was asking her questions. But don't worry, that problem won't happen for at least the next two episodes. So the next two episodes are my episode and Tino's episode. Let's go. Um, we are pre-recording these uh, episodes due to our beautiful producer going on vacation, going on a nice cottage trip. So we're just going to put out the next, we're just going to record the next two episodes right here, right now, and put them out in a delayed fashion. So there will not be any news in these next two episodes. Uh, it wouldn't be current news by the time they come out. Um, yeah. Something I wanted to also say is that we have an email now. It's umsu1020 at umfm.com. That's umsu1020 at umfm.com. You can now send in suggestions, questions, and we will create a segment where we're answering these emails. Definitely. So, yeah, write in with your advice, write in with questions. We, we want to hear from you guys, and I'm, I, I can't wait to read those emails. Right, yeah. So... Things have been going good with Amsu. Uh, I finally feel fully transitioned, finally feel like I'm hitting my stride. Uh, I love my team so much. I've bonded with them. Things are amazing. We, I was actually looking at a picture of all of us together last night during our board meeting with the yeah. Skype camera on, and I always started to shed a tear. I had to oh. go off camera just to like wipe that thing away. But no. yeah, things are going good within Amsu. Uh, this how ever has caused me a bunch of stress because now <laughs> there's no more excuses. I just have a bunch of projects piling up and I'm excited to do them. I love yep. the projects I'm doing, but now it's uh, really time to get them done. I'm excited to do it just a little stressed. How have oh, you yeah. been, Tino? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling fully transitioned as well. Like in, with that transition, I feel a lot more confident in what's happening. And another thing is I'm, I'm, I'm really excited because like the changes with COVID and everything being online and with everything being online, I just feel like the CEO has a lot more to do in terms of just like programming and making everything look pretty. So right, yeah. excellent opportunity to make the stuff on the Instagram, the stuff on the website look crispy. So very excited for that. But with that said, Brendan, what is on your mind? I am glad you asked. Not as weird as last episodes with the moon, but it is TV sizes. This kind of got to me. I purchased a TV for my TV grandpa. Sizes. He was moving out. And we went to go pick up a TV for him, and a 45-inch TV only cost $200. And I thought that was just so ridiculous. And if you think about, like, uh, we're, we're in our 20s now. Mm-hmm. Back when we were younger, our TVs had the big backs. And something that's <laughs> crazy is they were square. They, right. like, TV, t- <clears throat> sorry. like, TVs used to be square. And I think that it's so crazy that, how they've shifted to more and more wider rectangular. rectangular. Like, I don't know if you remember, but like DVDs used to have a come with an option that was full screen and widescreen. And it was just the coolest thing to be like, put it in widescreen, like this new technology. <laughs> I, it just kind of makes me think like, was the technology improved to make TVs widescreen? Or did people just realize, hey, maybe we shouldn't have square TVs anymore. Maybe just wide is better. I feel like they did have the, like they could have just made TVs rectangular totally, like, f- yeah. off, off the bat. So I think- yeah, no, go ahead. What, what in society just made us decide one day, hey, we should actually have rectangular TVs versus square TVs? It's bigger, right? People like big things. Have you seen those ones that like but why, curve on the sides? Yeah, but why didn't it get bigger square-wise? Why did it get bigger rectangular-wise? Well, but then it would be too tall. 
like yeah that's like too tall and you just yeah i think it's just like too tall and then like wide is good and you can just have more i guess wide just fits yeah. better things well yeah. what i thought it was is just one day some guy was getting too fed up with his mom saying don't sit too close to the tv you'll get square eyes he's like no it's screw it i'm gonna make tvs rectangular so you can't say that anymore but yeah i just uh uh, it's just interesting how far we've come with just TVs and that before a $200 TV would be some tiny 20 inch big back TV yeah. like not not even like 15 years ago that mm-hmm. now you can get a full 45 inch TV HD yeah. for $200 that it, is just ridiculous well it's it's because of externalized costs but like I don't get me started on that <laughs> I won't I won't we'll move on to <laughs> me posing a question to you Tina. right what is the best superpower? If you could only have one superpower, what superpower would you have? Man, I, okay, so I, I, I don't mean to get all sappy on you, but if I could have one superpower, it'd be teleportation. Just okay. that way I could like live here and still be able to see all the people around the world that I know and like my family members and all that and just like in an instant, I think that would be like the greatest superpower. Interesting, okay. Yeah. Uh, if I had to rank that, I would rank that as probably, yeah, the sec- yeah. second or third best. <laughs> By far, the best one is mm-hmm. just, you ever see the movie Click? Like with that remote, the remote that controls time? Oh. It's just having that. So like, quote unquote, time control. Okay. If you're able to just like pause time, you know, get that extra bit of sleep, you know, uh, rewind like a couple of seconds, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Just rewind it. You know, or it, because pausing time, you could... It, it almost incorporates invisibility in the sense that you could pause time yeah. and just walk yeah. wherever, do whatever, and then come back to the same spot. And like, yeah, so time time travel, I'll just say straight up, the ability to pause time would be the best superpower. I concede, that's a, that's a really good It kind of works superpower. with teleportation too, because you could just Does pause time and then go, go to your location exactly. and it's exactly. as if you teleported there. 100%, yeah, no, totally agree. Uh, something that, that bugs me is when people say the ability to fly. That is the worst <laughs> superpower, because people don't realize you're only getting one superpower. If you were flying everywhere, you wouldn't be able to go that fast. Think about sticking your head out the window going 120. Oh, true, So yeah. you couldn't fly more than 120. Like, your skin would rip off. People think you could just, like, fly really fast. No, you would still... You There would be a limit to how fast you fly. Def- based the on the wind. Yeah, yeah the wind. No, like, no. Yeah. And also, if you were to fly, bro, you just have really chapped lips all the time. Like Another thing, like, what are you going to do with flight? Are you going to fly places? Is that the idea that they pose? Right, yeah. Like, what's, and, like, what's that about? That's cool. You could take the fastest route there. But you are still limited by speed. Like, you could only... It'd be as if, yeah, sticking your head out the window going 80. Like, that's mm-hmm. what it would be like the entire way there. That's not pleasant. You might as well just drive there at that point and have comfort of your car. Definitely. It also seems like a very tiring thing, too. Like, like the, the energy that you would expend flying. I think in the superpower, there wouldn't be energy <laughs> expended. But I guess people just think that when they pick flying, they uh-huh. think they're Superman. And they also get the ability to not be affected by wind when they're flying. And that is wrong. I said one superpower, and flying is not it. Flying's not it. I agree it's with It's the ability of pause time. That's the best one. Totally agree. Teleportation, yeah, third. Because I would stay, say invisibility is better than teleportation. Mm. You mm. just do so much. All right, red flag game. Red flag game. Your significant other doesn't have a cell phone. Is that a deal breaker, red flag, or is that fine? Oh, it's a deal breaker. Deal breaker? It's a deal breaker. I like talking to her. I like, I like sending a quick, you know... How you doing? But you really, up. like, they're your soulmate. But just soulmate. the problem is you, the only way to communicate with them is through landline or email. Okay, I guess there is. Uh, if there's email, then I guess that's Yeah, she fine. has a laptop. I'm yeah, just saying, right. like, when she goes out, like, you can't commute, you can't email her when she's out. 
I mean, she's not gonna answer that. That's okay. like it, email is pretty instant. That in that like I could email and get like a response in an hour. Like it doesn't. What well, she's have out to though, be. and you don't well, know I mean, where she is. I mean, I'm not like an attention. You can't say that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not needy for attention like all the time. Like I can wait for her to like formulate a response. Like email is fine. Like if That's she's got true. email, like yeah. So then, where is it on the spectrum for you? Mm, I think it's. Not not so much a deal break. I think it's just like a mild inconvenience that probably get you know you know those things when you've been dating someone for a long time and they it's it's, it's something that tends to bother you but it's not it's not the end of the world. It's probably around there. For so me. where is it then? The thumbs up, it? thumbs down, or thumb red flag? Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Kay. Thumbs up. I mean, like it depends on why too. Like some people just don't like phones because like yeah. they're just agitating. I'm going. I am still going deal breaker. Uh, no. I feel like there would be so many problems where it's like, let's meet at this place and I'm at this place and she's not. And it's like, I can't, or like, maybe I'm running late. There's no way for me to communicate to her that. Or the relationship would be too much like, uh, (laughs) well, I have to call the house and be like, is Susan home? Can I talk to my girlfriend? (laughs) Versus just like being able to, you know, call her anytime. And like, just coordinating plans would be too hard. I I think even if she's my soulmate, like I can't do it. Just write very, very detailed emails with, like even so, like, spe- it's like meet me at this restaurant. It's like, where the heck are you? You can't even like text. Where mm. are you? You you have no form of communication. I don't know how people live before cell phones. I <laughs> they did it for like millennia. I think you'll be fine. What what movie are you recommending this week, Tina? This week I'm gonna go with one of my most like my favorite funniest movies, uh, The Dictator. Um, the Dictator. The Dictator. Have you watched The Dictator? I have recently yeah. too. Oh yeah. What What do you think of The Dictator? It was not even his best movie. I think it's like it's his Sasha Baron Cohen. That's like his fourth best movie. It's not the in best terms of comedy. Movie. I mean, I know he's but in Les Misérables, and like that's a great movie. But I'm not counting that in terms of comedy movies. I haven't watched that. It's like Borat. I like Ali G in the house, and then uh, Bruno, and then The Dictator. We need to start a list of all these things. I know we're doing like the music one, but like we need to start a list of all these things. The that movies. We're recommending. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll get to it. If yeah. you, if you say that it's fun, like, what did you say, Le Miserable? That's, the, like, the he's in that funnier. movie, but, like, that's not a funny movie. Yet. Oh, okay. okay I, when I, I was saying, like, The Dictator is, is his fourth best movie, I mean, yeah. in terms of comedy. I don't know. Yeah. I, I really, I think it's, I think it's funny in, like, just, like, a stupid way. I just think it's I so agree. Hilarious. Well, have you seen Borat? Like, I haven't, actually. So. I think that's the funniest. Yeah. Like, it's so crude and rude, but it's, it makes me laugh so much. Because, like, he's getting, like, the reactions of people they like they don't know they're on they're like being recorded yeah. like they and they're they're just think like this is real life and that like their reactions are the funniest thing that's a go-to movie when i go to the college and i want to laugh with my best friend that like that is our favorite funny just we want to die laughing movie i want to check that yeah, out yeah you should um but that i'm not recommending borat <laughs> i'm actually recommending surfs up as my surfs movie. up have you seen it i have not uh so it kind of goes over your head as a kid. It is a kids movie, but right. because it's a mockumentary, you don't you don't kind of understand that as a kid. You don't know what a documentary is to begin with, right. let alone a mockumentary. So, So Sub's definitely a super fun movie. It's an it that has adult jokes in it that you just miss as a kid. So I definitely recommend going back and watching it if you've already seen it as a kid. And it's it's a surfer's movie, so like it's it's got that good vibe of like summer vibe to it. Yeah, I I definitely would recommend watching Surfs Up again if you even if you've seen it before. Those are always really good movies, the ones that you watch when you're growing up and you're <laughs> like, oh, I didn't get that. Yeah, the you first didn't get time. that joke. Yeah. yeah, I find that a lot with the Shrek movies actually too. 
I know like Shrek's like a meme these days, but also like <laughs> it has a lot of good adult jokes in it and like a lot of quotable stuff. Yeah. All right, Tino, would you rather mm. always be 30 minutes early for everything or five minutes late for everything? Um, I'd rather be 30 minutes early. Yeah. I, I can't stand to be late. I just, that that's like the biggest no-no for me personally. Like I always try to be like five minutes early to like everything, even like online but meetings. But 30 and minutes early? I, I would do 30 minutes, honestly. Just like it would get so annoying to like, I just, I, that's like the one thing that I can't stand. Like people who are late, like just yeah, what were like, you doing? Think if you have four events in a day, that's two hours of your day just wasted because you had to be 30 minutes early for each of them. I don't know, you could just like sit down and like read a book or like, do emails or something. I don't like being late is for me is like a really big no no. So like you're at a restaurant, you're waiting just in the front room for thirty minutes till your friends show up. Totally. Wait, are you <sighs> okay? So I'm 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 thinking you're gonna go for five oh, minutes. Oh yeah, late. five uh, minutes. No. I know. Like I get that people then start to despise me that I'm always yeah. that guy that's five minutes late. But think about like how many excuses there are in the world to be five minutes late because it's not <laughs> the worst. Thing. Car trouble, yo, traffic. Like I'm sorry. And like usually there are enough events that like. Think about like a party. You yeah. want to be five minutes late to a party anyway, so you don't want to be the first to All arrive. Right, you don't want to be 30 minutes early to a party. You don't exactly. want to be that person. And I get, okay, to be fair, with flights, I'd basically never be able to fly because I'd always be five minutes late. But at yeah. the same time, think about how many flights are always delayed anyways. It's that like, like I could probably get on half much. my flights. Or I just I just really limit myself to not be able to like fly anymore because yeah. I know I'm just going to be late and miss my flight. I'm but yeah, sticking. I'm sticking to the thirty That's minutes. That's fair. You know what? This yeah. is something I won't argue on. I do think <laughs> five minutes late is better for like teach their own. I mean, like, this is people true. care about what they other people think, and yeah, if, yeah. I can see people like not wanting to be thought of like that guy that's always late. Um, picky either segment. Right. Oh, okay. So I'm excited for this one because I thought I'd switch it up a little bit, and I've brought blueberries into the studio. No, you didn't. Yes, I I'm did. not eating one. Why not? You haven't I'm had one. I'm not eating one. You haven't had one. I'm not eating it. You Get that away one. from me. You're you lying have, that you I brought one. Straight up. Straight oh up, my straight god. Up. No, straight I'm up. not doing. I'm not doing that. Why? To you. I'm not. You've never doing had that. one. You know, how not do you know you don't that. like it? How do you know you don't like I, it? Oh, they look nasty. You look nasty. You're talking about. Why is it blue? Think, name no. other blue foods. Foods aren't supposed to be blue. This is me opening the the package, really. I'm not eating one. He's. Just have the blueberry. You know, I will pause have, this podcast. Don't pause the podcast. Pause don't be that person. I'm don't not eating. I'm not eating one. Don't be that person. I'm not eating. Okay, it's okay if you if he refuses to eat it. Thank you. Eat okay. one. Eat one. Eat one, and then we can have a live reaction. Uh, no, no. Do I'm it for not the listeners. Tino, it's Do my it best. Would you like? It's my best. Never have I ever. Like I get everyone's finger down by that's, saying never have I had a blueberry. You could come up. I'll, I'll come up with ten never have I ever's for you that are good if you eat. The I blueberry. know I have a million, but like the best eat one's the blueberry. blueberry. No, it's not. No, it okay. can't be the so, blueberry. So um, I also brought something that I don't like to eat is that I realized recently is hot dogs on the barbecue. I will not eat it if there's any bit of chard on it. That's yucky. That means it's burnt. I'm not eating it. I don't like that flavor. There's no system to what you want to eat. Brendan. So I will have I will have hot dogs on the barbecue if they're like not charred. If they're bare. If they're really not. I don't want to say undercooked, but like heat them. Like I want them. I want the barbecue hot, and like I don't want the flames touching them. I just want the heat from the barbecue warming them up. So I usually boil hot dogs. Oh. That's the, my go-to. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I brought this up. I told Jacob Sanderson that, <laughs> and he's like, "Cancel this, man. No. Boiling them, ew." Is, no. You can also microwave hot dogs. I used to do that, but uh, they come out a little uh, dry that way. Weirdly enough, so. I, um, <laughs> but they are fat. You, it, it's a minute in the microwave, so very fast to do versus boiling them. 
But he rejected you know. my blueberries. I'm still hurt about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, that's all the seconds we have. So I guess it's my time to really monologue, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't have a guest on. It's my episode. Definitely. The, the money man. Ah, Tell us of the Brendan Scott. Okay, I think uh, I hope to get in everything. I just have I have so many funny stories, but we yeah. I don't think we have enough time for them all. But okay, mm-hmm. here we go. So I was born here in Winnipeg. Uh, uh, born in St. Boniface Hospital, just like my uh, dad, and yeah. he. When I was born, actually, there was a flood. There was the flood of 1997 going on, oh. so um, they actually evacuated the hospital, and I was the first baby to be born once they w- admitted people back into the hospital. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm a flood baby. Um, <laughs> uh, my parents. Uh, I was the first born for my parents. Uh, they went on to have three. Three other girls, a, a yes. set of twins that were actually born on my mother's birthday. So there's three oh, birthdays on April 9th. That is and then uh, two years later, my youngest sister was born. Uh, when uh, I was born, I lived in River Heights. I lived on Brock Street. And then we actually moved to a different house still on Brock Street. Mm-hmm. And fun story about that is that that second house on Brock Street actually backs. Its back lane is connected to my now girlfriend's house oh, nice. on Queenston, which I thought was pretty funny. And... Um, yeah, so once my uh, parents had my twin sisters, uh, fraternal twin sisters, we moved to uh, Westchester in Lindenwoods, mm-hmm. and I grew up there for about six years. Uh, I went to Van Wellingham from kindergarten to grade three, yeah. uh, but my dad's a golf course manager, and he kind of specializes in going to clubs and bringing them back from bankruptcy up to profit. So, nice. you know, the club he was at was going fine. He was kind of getting bored there, so we moved to Calgary where he could take on kind of another project. So I lived in Calgary. Um, right. Uh, for four years while I was there, I so I was in French immersion at Van Wellingham, and I mm. went to a French immersion school in Calgary. Do you remember any French? Not to not you to know. Uh, so well, you, you gotta let me get there. <laughs> After two years of French immersion in mm. Calgary, I got kicked out because I couldn't speak French. <laughs> uh, they they thought I was like this man is failing everything. He's either really dumb or he doesn't know how to speak French. And my parents are like, well, he's not dumb. Like, he seems oh, like a pretty no. bright kid. So I think it's just he doesn't know French. So for grade six, I went to an English school. Right. And I don't, it's like almost as if my whole life, you I'd been watching, it's like, to compare it to something, it's like if you were watching TV your whole life in Spanish, even though you speak English, except right. the commercials were in English, as in like my recesses were in English. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it goes, ba- the TV goes back to English. It's like, whoa, this is crazy. I now like TV. So whoa, I went okay. from hating school to loving school because now I could actually understand it. It was now right. in English. So I really thrived at this new school uh, for grade six and seven. Mm. Uh, but then we moved again to London, Ontario. Yes. So now this had been my fourth school already by grade eight. So okay. uh, moved to London, Ontario, was there for four years. So I went to uh, Jean, a place called Jean Vanier for... Um, grade eight, and then I moved to high school for grade nine, 10, 11. Mm-hmm. So now this is five schools just by grade oh. 11, and that's when my parents decided to pick up the family again and yeah. move back to Winnipeg, back to Lindenwoods. And um, I was actually supposed to go to uh, Oak Park. Uh, all my friends from Van Wellingham had gone on to go to Oak Park, so I was actually enrolled in Oak Park for all the entire summer till about two weeks before school started. I kind of it kind of hit me like, hey, it's only one year, grade twelve. Yeah. My dad and my uncle had gone to St. Paul's. And I thought it'd be cool. It's like to have my picture up on that wall with them to graduate from the same high school. You know, mm-hmm. I w- I was very upset to leave London, Ontario. Like, you know, have my whole my basically graduation from high school ruined mm-hmm. because now I'm going to a new school for grade twelve in a new city. Yeah. But like, I saw this as an opportunity to like 
go where my dad went for high school and yeah. graduate where my dad did. So last second, I enrolled in St. Paul's High School and joined the football team there. And it was rough because I didn't know that many people versus I knew a ton of people at Oak Park. Right. That it was a learning curve, but joining the football team, I, I like met so many people. I, I really... They really accepted me, and I had a great time at St. Paul's. Uh, I have lots of stories from there that I could tell yeah. another time, but <laughs> overall, yeah, good experience. I, I'm so glad I made that decision. I've made lifelong friends from that. Um, and wait, is St. Paul's like connected with the St. Paul's College? Or in like, a sense, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, with the high school, you know, you're obviously paying tuition to go there. St. Yeah. Paul's College is just like a small membership fee. Okay. Um, there is some connection, but. Uh, overall, not that much. I actually right. had no interest in co- going to St. Paul's College once I left high school. Mm-hmm. Once I came to the university, I was very much interested in science. I, in uh, high school, I had taken like physics, chemistry, and bio. There, right. I called it tri-sci. That's actually where I met my best friend Matt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we his last name's Rakar and mine is Scott. So we were like paired up beside each other oh, in all okay. all the science classes. No, that's we were awesome. both so we we're the tri-sci gang. That's awesome. <laughs> so we both went to science together. Uh, but yeah, I had was like came to university being like I just want to you know, study for medicine, get mm-hmm. into medicine, like be done my degree in three years and go into medicine. Uh, so my first year, I was very secluded. Like I, I, I actually cut off a lot of my friends and just right. would study all the time. And I did very well that first semester, but mm-hmm. I was very bored and sad. Yeah. And it, and then thankfully though, because I actually did end up spending some time in St. Paul's College by getting a Carol room, yep. uh, Carol there, and like studying and leaving my stuff there and studying there all the time. That um, the senior stick of St. Paul's at the time, mm. Jeremy Semtician, reached out to me like. Hey, like, wasn't your dad like a past senior stick? Like, they he wanted to interview me, and then he's like, "Hey, you should like you should join council," and so just kind of like being like, you know what, my dad was a past senior stick. You know, yeah. I might have some fun. I should join this, and that's when like the political career really got started. And I yeah. just started getting very involved. I was the sports rep for that first year. Yeah. Uh, and although all they expected me to do was just kind of volunteer at their socials, mm. I want to take, they actually made up a position for me. They called it sport, yeah, the sports are position. Yeah. They didn't have that position before. They just wanted uh, me to be on council, um, you know, kind of do their due diligence of having a lo- uh, you know, alumni. Yeah. Uh, so the alumni sons on the on the on the right. council and the Semticians had their own little yeah thing they as had well, their right? little dynasty yeah. but yeah <laughs> so this was I guess the second of the Semtician dynasty after mm-hmm. Matthew Semtician it was actually Matthew Semtician who was the first person to um, reach out to me be like hey my brother Jeremy's the senior stick you should join council yeah um, get to know him anyway so I took the sports rep position above and beyond and I actually created a dodgeball tournament and like made a trophy for it that's still in St. Paul's today nice. and had the first annual St. Paul's College dodgeball tournament uh, the next year then I was against sports rep and I just wanted to go above and beyond mm. I ran so many events I, I, I created an annual uh, golf tournament uh, we did sports trivia nice. I did the dodgeball tournament again uh, I did a March Madness bracket challenge, which was very fun. And all this accumulated into Tommy Semtician, the third of the Semtician dynasty, yep. <laughs> asking me to be his, uh, run as his vice stick. Nice. So I ran as vice stick, and um, this is when I kind of pulled away from school. I stopped mm. just keeping to myself and studied hard and kind of took got more involved in school. And yeah, yeah. my vice stick year was very informative, and mm-hmm. it really prepared me f- to then, yeah, be able to run for senior stick. And awesome. at this time... I knew I was gonna have like not that many classes in my senior stick year that I reached out uh, to SSA and kind of like gauge like, hey, I I actually didn't want to run at all for mm. SSA. I just wanted to put a name to a face and hopefully like apply for their council later on in the year. Right. But just by doing this, they actually asked me to run as one of their UMSU 
rep positions. Yeah. So I, I joined up with um, the team there and ran ran for SSA, and then a week later ran for senior stick, yeah. won both elections. Um, so uh, yeah, got involved that way. And best decision I ever made. My senior stick year was awesome. I couldn't believe how good it was. Yeah. <coughs> It just goes Jared, Jared, please cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just it just goes back to uh, like getting involved on campus and like uh, just like networking and all that stuff. So like I'm I'm really glad that you talk about how it just heightened your university experience. Yeah, no, 100. percent Like yeah. I got my senior stick year was awesome. I was able to run, uh, join up with St. Paul St. John's Council and run mm. uh, awesome. Uh, we call it the College Experience Social. It yeah. went very well. It was the first social that made money in years for St. Paul's and they made enough money that then we are able because we got sponsorship and mm-hmm. we had even though we had DJ Blitz we got sponsorship and we sold a ton of tickets one of the most attended socials in a long time and it was so popular that we were able to run then a second social with SSA with being on SSA I was be able to was join fun. those two councils together and we were able to throw a glow social and really once fun. again make money that it, it was awesome and uh, we ran a bunch of events my senior stick year like I love the St. Paul's community. Yeah. And yeah, with SSA, that was kind of like more, less I'm the boss and more have fun, make friends. And mm-hmm. yeah, some of the greatest people I've ever met that this past year. That's awesome. So fun. Best year by far. And all the, I guess, being this involved all accumulated to the past UMSU exec reaching out and be like, hey, you have what it takes to run for UMSU. You should. So I joined up with Jalene and later we got Kristen, we got Savannah, and then of course you, Tino. Thank and you. we all ran. And, you know, just by having those connections through St. Paul's and SSA, like people really saw all the work I had done and believed in me to then become and vote me in as the AMSU VPFO. And I'm so grateful for everyone that helped me get here. Uh, like they, they worked their butts off during that campaign period to help me get elected. And I'm so grateful for them. And yeah, I guess now here I am, um, you know, <laughs> a fifth year student uh, as the VPFO. Um, you, I past kind of changed. <laughs> I want to go into dentistry now and hopefully uh, I make that dream a reality. But yeah, yeah uh, that's my life story. Um, oh, that's awesome. It's, 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 it's always like you always have something in mind when you, fa- when you first come to university about what, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's always different. And I'm glad that you've kind of found found a path for yourself and you've also gotten that experience with like St. Paul's and SSA and now AMSU so yeah no uh like awesome stuff and like I love the St. Paul's community uh they they taught me so much like Mm -hmm. they've made me like the motto for St. Paul's high school is a man for others yeah and they taught me how to be a good student but the St. Paul's College taught me how to be a good person. Aww. And uh, I just feel like I've really grown with them. And I, I love the community so much. I love the, the faculty there, the staff there. the And I've just gained so many life experiences from them. Anyways, yeah, that's the life good. story. But here's some, I, I want to give some funny stories. Okay. Yeah. Some fun facts about me. I have a very weak stomach. <laughs> uh, I was a very good track athlete in London, Ontario. But I could not run a race. I did 400. I could not run a race without throwing up. It did not matter. I was throwing up at the end of the race. It didn't hurt or anything. Like it's just like it's just something that happened. Yeah, that being said, when I was moving to when I found that I was moving to Winnipeg in my mm-hmm. grade 11th year, I quit track because I was just depressed. Like you know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to get involved in like sports anymore. Like I wouldn't be there for my grade 12 year. What was the point of playing sports anymore? Yeah. So I, I got out of shape. And where my house was there was a bus stop five houses down to my left Mm -hmm. but if i missed that the bus would kind of do a big loop of the neighborhood and come back to a uh, a stop that was like (laughs) about 30 houses up a hill okay so i saw one day i saw the bus 
leave my stop. I'm like, oh, I missed it. Yeah. That's okay. I'll go up the hill. And I should have like kind of jogged up the hill, but I walked, I took my time, and then yeah. I saw it at the stop, and I was still like a good 15 houses away. Yeah. So I sprinted up the hill. It was waiting for me. There's mm-hmm. car, cars honking at for it to move. Get on the bus. I'm like, Th- thanks for waiting. And I sit down, and I think, oh, my God. I'm so out of shape. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Oh. So I didn't know what to do if I should get like tell the bus driver to like let me off, but then I'd have to like walk to school and be late for class. If I should throw out the window, probably not the best idea because <laughs> everyone would just see me. Oh, no. So I moved my books from one pocket of my backpack no, 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 to the other. No, no. And I just went to town in that oh, bag. No. I did so quiet though. No one on the bus knew except for the person across from me. Oh, I'm just no. like, Shh, please don't tell anyone. Got to school, oh, took no. out like carried my backpack off the bus, got to school, took my bags out, chucked the backpack in the garbage, uh. immediately called my dad, like, Dad. <laughs> I threw up. <laughs> Can you buy me a new backpack? Oh, and no. thankfully, no questions asked. He's like, yeah, I'll get you a new backpack. <laughs> no questions asked? He was yeah, like, and what? this is back when my dad was a bit on the cheap side, too. Yeah. So I'm surprised he didn't say, like, just, like, bring it home and wash it. And he's like, no, you can throw that out. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, so, yeah, that's a go. That's a good go-to party story I like to tell. But um, <laughs> No, that's good. That's um, good. Yeah, I'm trying to think any other fun stories that I have. Yeah? I, that's just Anymore? usually my go-to um, I guess high school stories. High school like, stories. I, I I would imagine you and Matt cause a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Um. I one that I I like to tell is um there was a big atlas in the library and mm-hmm. there was there was like uh, scanners at the library like like you know so you couldn't steal books. Yeah. Okay. Um. So fun things we like to do was actually put books into like grade nine and ten's backpacks without them noticing so that when they left they would scan. So that was like a little prank. But one day we decided we wanted to pull off a heist and steal the biggest book from the library. So that was this big atlas. And we distracted the librarian and took the book, put it over our heads and ran through the door like above the scanners. And so there's Jeez. just pictures of us like around the school with the big atlas. Like people were like, where the hell did you get that? That's um, beautiful. Oh, I guess I could tell like our senior prank was pretty funny. Um, yeah. So there's a dress code at St. Paul's. You have to wear a suit except for... Um, during like September, May, and June, there's summer dress code where you wear a golf shirt, golf shirt, and golf shorts. Nice. Um, but for a senior prank, we wanted to pantsless dress code, <laughs> so we all showed up in our suits. Yeah. But with no pants on, just underwear, and we all walked into school like at 8:30 a.m. just pantsless dress code. Some teachers thought it was funny. Some were very upset by I it. Had, I um, would imagine. We. We were t- all told that we had to, like, we were all getting detention. Like, we had to go down to the office to get what was called, like, a dress code slip. Uh, it was just something saying, like, yeah, like, we we weren't in proper dress code. We were going to have detention. My physics teacher was chill. He's like, if you go put on your pants, like, everyone in this class, if you go put on your, on your pants now, like, I won't make you go to the office for a dress code slip. But one guy in my class was like, like, we were all like, okay, let's go get our, our pants. One mm-hmm. guy was like, wait, we're not going the whole day without pants? And we're like, no, like, we all bought our <laughs> pants. Like, we knew this would only last, like, 15 minutes. So we had to drive home. And because we there's a strict rule at St. Paul's that if you, like, were late for uh, your first class, as mm-hmm. in, like, to school, yeah. you would have detention. So technically, because you ha- had to leave oh, and, like, no. miss class, you actually got two detentions then because <laughs> what, a, what a dummy. So, um, yeah. Uh, let, let's see. What an expose into the life of Brendan. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm the host of this podcast, so I'm sure there'll be plenty more stories oh, to definitely. come. But uh, I, I feel like I have an uh, interesting life after 23 years, and I'll be able to share it. But yeah, I guess that's my life story. We're kind of running over time here, so I'm just going to end yeah. it. And uh, you're up next, big boy. You're uh, you're the next episode. Cannot wait. Okay, so last week, uh, oh, joke of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, 
unfortunately, like, I had a great joke about construction. Okay. But I'm still working on it. <sighs> that is the joke. Yeah. Jared, edit in the bottoms, please. I've already spoken to Jared, and I've yeah, told I know, him not I to do that. I've asked him he not to do that. He didn't do it last time. <laughs> I don't think he did this time either. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Song of the week. Uh, last week was Shake Me Down uh, by Cage the Elephant, and I recommended, you know, Cigarette, Daydream, Telescope. Um, th- he, they have a lot of good songs. Mm-hmm. Me and Tino actually decided that we will make a playlist on Spotify mm. and possibly Apple Music that you can then um, see all the songs that we've recommended, all the song of the weeks as well as other songs we've recommended into yep. a playlist uh, so that you can uh, listen and don't have to kind of look, look up these songs yourself. Uh, so look for that on Spotify. It'll probably be under the name like Amsu 1020 song Ooh, of, Songs of the Week. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the song of the week this week is La La Land by Bryce Vine. Absolute mm. summer banger. Uh, this to me, this was the song of the summer. I've, yeah, I played it a lot in front of you, Tino. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Bryce Fine has some other good songs. I'm not really a fan of them. I still say, you know, go check out the ice. But La La Land, song of the summer. But yeah, that's all we got for this week. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Awesome. Don't forget to spread good vibes. Good vibes only. Peace. Time with me in California